Okay, here I am again, ready or not, the Midnight Skeptic is coming at you. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www kpca.fm and this is the midnight skeptic the views of the midnight skeptic are not repeat not necessarily the views of kpca or any of its affiliates Okay, uh, this is uh, The Midnight Skeptic, show number 51. Uh, it will be aired on KPCALP 103 and blah, blah, blah. On this coming Sunday, the 16th of January of this new year, 2022, uh, today. Okay, right now it's about 1.15. On uh, Thursday, the uh, 13th, the 13th, yes, the 13th, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are, uh, yeah, I've been told that they've become more and more radical, I guess. Uh, that's the word I heard from a fan. Um, I don't care. Uh, they are. And the more that I am exposed to Republicans, um, I guess the more... <sighs> libtard and progressive and liberal that I get. Uh, uh, on the next show, I'm going to do a segment uh, on how to prevent your child from growing up to be a Republican. Okay, how's that? Okay, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are not necessarily, and you heard all that, but uh, Petaluma Community Access most of the people down there have more or less the same views that I have, and the vast majority of my friends and acquaintances have the same views that I have. Uh, I have, you know, I've said this before on other shows. I am still officially a registered Republican. Um, I registered as a Republican way, 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 way back uh, when I first uh, registered to vote at all. At that time, he had to be 21. Uh, it's since been lowered to 18, but, uh, uh, you know, believe it or not, one of my idols, I, I, I won't say idol, but a guy that I really liked uh, was William F. Buckley. And uh, I, I used to see him on his firing line show and then on his occasional guest appearances on uh, late night talk, and I really admired his erudition and his education, and that was the exposure I had to him. But uh, the more I found out about him, really, um, he was a out and out racist, and he was also a homophobe. Um, so enough of that. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I've evolved. And uh, I know in Christian circles, the very word evolve or evolution is verboten. But, okay, uh, enough of that. If you guys out there want to send me any suggestions or hints as to about, uh, about how I could improve this show, uh, I'm all ears. Uh, underneath these headphones are, believe it or not, human ears that are willing to listen. Um Okay, uh, send uh, death threats and hate mail and all of that kind of stuff to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. It's all one word, it's all lowercase. Okay, real quick shout outs. I've got to really start doing this shout out business a little faster. Uh, international uh, fans of the Midnight Skeptic uh, from the UK and Australia, New Zealand. Uh, Germany, Ireland, and then one person, I, I don't know whether he's male or female, uh, in uh, the Czech Republic. Um, 
they uh, I'm I reach out to them via Anchor.fm. They're a gatherer of uh, podcasts and things, whatever this is that I'm doing. Uh, I'm on there. Okay. Uh, Russellville, Arkansas. I just found out that that's the actual town that Shannon Reed lives in. And so, uh, you know, Shannon, if you listen occasionally, I hope you're doing well back there. Okay. East Coast, uh, Gerilyn Goldfinger, uh, Dr. Dave Rubin, uh, down in Florida, Amelia Beamer, and then across on the other side of Florida, Nelson and Alice, over to Arizona, my uh, brother Brandon and his wife Mina and uh, their daughter Andrea, who's a nurse, take care, and her husband Tim and the three little terrorists. Um, okay, and then I've been forgetting to mention uh, the last couple of shows uh, down in uh, Patagonia, Arizona, uh, the uh, Patagonia snake lady, Karina uh, Hilliard, uh, she's an animal control officer down there and studying uh, I think biology at uh, Arizona State. Okay. Um, and then uh, in LA, uh, Jackie and Wayne Kolar, and uh, coming up northwards to Pacifica, Stan and Kathy Gusseson, and uh, um, and then uh, Sacramento, Dave, I'm, I'm doing this with no notes, so I'm trying to remember everybody, Dave and uh, Rosie Takach, and then Mickey Huff, godfather of um, Project Censored, um, ooh, Rich and Kathy Berger over in Sebastopol, locally Tom and Nancy Throw, um, okay, Sonora Crowd, Bob and Sandy Fisher, Brad and Martha Fisher, uh, Daryl Larson, uh, Leonidas Maciel and uh, Judy May, and then down in Mexico City, Rosie Lopez Negrete. Hola, Rosie. Como esta? Okay, that, enough of that. Oh, uh, locally, Nariman. Jeez, I keep forgetting to mention you too. And I keep saying that we're going to have to go out and have a glass of wine uh, one of these days real soon. Um, the Omicron variant is you know, spreading around, uh, well, everywhere. But here, uh, Sonoma County has now banned gatherings of uh, 50 or more people anywhere. And then the, the schools are teetering on the brink of going back to uh, distance learning. Mm. Uh, eventually, I've heard this said, that just everybody's going to get um, COVID-19, the Omicron variety, and uh, we will develop some sort of uh, immune immunity to it. Uh, but that's no excuse for not getting vaccinated. I'm vaccinated and I've had my booster shot down the down the uh, about six blocks from here is a, a is a Kaiser Permanente clinic. I just when I was eligible to get my booster shot, I just wandered down there and, uh, thinking that I was going to make an appointment and uh, I just stuck my head in the door where they do these shots and the nurse said, hey, come on in and we're slow today. Come on and get your booster. This was about three months ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. No symptoms. No, nothing happened after I got the booster shot. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to plunge right in here. Uh, on my never-ending quest to turn this country into a progressive paradise. All right. Controversial issues, legislation, and of course it's Republican-sponsored. Okay, New Jersey, Assembly Bill 6136 and Senate Bill 4166 in New Jersey would require the New Jersey State Board of Education to adopt uh, rules to prevent teachers from, and this is a quote, uh, political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom. Mm. Teachers would have to provide students with materials supporting both sides 
of a controversial issue. Well, of course, everything is controversial to Republicans. Um, you know, uh, you know, especially things like global warming and uh, evolution. Okay, um, all of these uh, bills were introduced by Republicans. Uh, controversial issue, quote unquote, defined as, okay, and this is political. It's controversial issues are defined as part of an electoral party platform. Well, the last 2020 election that uh, the orange sociopathic bloat bag lost, the, the platform had nothing on it except advocacy for the return of the orange sociopathic bloat bag to the presidency. That was it. I'm not making that up. You can look it up. There's nothing in the Republican platform. So what do you want? Both sides presented in the classroom. One side, the orange sociopathic bloat bag won the election. The other side, he lost the election. I guess in Republican circles, that's controversial. Okay. Um, a large number of Republican state party platforms do, in fact, mention um, evolution and climate change. So this, this Republican messing with our schools and our teachers is just got to stop somehow. Okay, all right, enough of that one. Um, there'll be another one a little, you know, later on, uh, topic about this very thing. Okay, good news. Okay, Canada's anti-conversion therapy law went into effect Friday, this last Friday, last week, the 7th of January. Uh, Germany bans it outright for minors, M-I-N-O-R-S. Um, other nations that, are, that ban it are Brazil, Taiwan, Ecuador, the Netherlands. Okay, if um, parents of the conservative Republican MAGA head bent notice their kids... Uh, expressing either gender dysphoria or attraction to somebody of the same sect, uh, they'll ship them off to these religious-run conversion therapy camps where they'll be you know, beaten over the head with Bibles. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm exaggerating, but uh, only a little bit. Uh, the good news is that Canada, our northern neighbor, has uh, banned it as of Friday. Okay. Uh, Indiana Senate Bill 167 would require teachers must be impartial in their teaching of all subjects. Uh, State Senator Scott Baldwin uh, said on a hearing, in a hearing, about this bill that teachers must be impartial when discussing, you won't believe this, impartial when discussing Nazism or fascism. Uh, later on, he included Marxism. I guess he was just trying to be inclusive, which itself is a word that Republicans hate. Um, Scott Baldwin, he's a Republican, Indiana District Number 20. Uh, he's an ex-Marine. He's an ex-peace officer, uh, the owner now of a construction company. And this is a quote. Okay, direct quote, Scott Baldwin. I believe we've gone too far when we take a position on these isms, okay, he means um, Nazism or socialism or 
Marxism, fascism. We just go too far when uh, teachers say to their students that, uh, you know, Nazism wasn't really a good thing for the world. All right. Okay, more Republican hate mongering. Matt Walsh, um, W A L S H. He's a right wing writer, commentator for the Daily Wire, uh, which itself is a right wing news outlet. He has just written a book that's going to be coming out in March of this year. It's called Johnny the Walrus. It's a kid's book. It's a kid's book. Uh, and he uh, presents himself as an LGBTQ plus writer of children's books uh, because of this book. But it's not what it purports to be. You know, Republicans are nothing if not uh, inveterate liars. Okay, a sip of coffee. Uh, the book Johnny the Walrus um, is um, is an effort to push back against radical gender ideology, whatever that is. It's not ideology, uh, okay, uh, which defies biological reality, and that's a review from um, the Blaze, which is another right wing. Uh, Republican MAGA head outlet. Okay, Matt Walsh uh, positions himself, okay, I already said this, as an LGBTQ author, but his book mocks kids. Um, you know, the book is not out yet, so I haven't gotten a copy or seen a copy, but uh, I gather from the reviews so far that this uh, little kid imagines himself being a walrus, of course. And then so he's going to transition to being a walrus. Okay, that's the type of mean, mocking, hateful people that Republicans are, conservatives are, MAGA heads are, Members of the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag are. Okay. Amazon has a history of uh, uh, platforming uh, hateful anti-LGBTQ books and uh, earlier refused to stop selling the book uh, Irreversible Damage, colon, the transgender craze Seducing Our Daughters. Okay, and it's by an anti-trans journalist, and I use the word journalist in its loosest sense. Okay, she's Abigail Schreier. Um, okay, her, her outlook is that girls in their later teen years, I mean, I'm talking you know, 15, 16, 17, who don't want to be girls anymore and want to transition to male. And this is called uh, late onset uh, gender dysphoria. Now that is somewhat controversial in uh, uh, pediatric circles, uh, pediatric psychiatric circles, whether this is a real honest to God thing or not. And uh, I think I've, I, in fact, I know I did. I talked about it about a year ago after I had read the uh, book by uh, Deborah So, Dr. Deborah So, uh, called The End of Gender. And I'll go into late onset gender dysphoria on a uh, upcoming show. But Abigail, Abigail Schreier, uh, calls uh, transgender, especially older transgender girls, a craze. 
and seducing. Those are the terms that appeal to the hateful Republicans out there. Okay, um, Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh. Okay, Twitter has suspended him for his hateful tweets. Okay, and he is uh, one of the main writers for this uh, American conservative news website, The Daily Wire. It was founded in 2015 uh, by Ben Shapiro, which is a right-wing hate monger. Uh, this, um, the Daily Wire is uh, based in Nashville, and uh, it's only slightly more to the left of the Daily Stormer. Okay, uh, another one, another guy. Uh, Ryan T. Anderson. Okay, now he wrote... A book, and of course he's a Republican. Uh, his book is called "When Harry Became Sally: Colon Responding to the Chant to the Transgender Moment." Uh, it came out in February of 2018. Um, he's the president of uh, Ethics and Publishing Policy, and a senior researcher at the Heritage Foundation, this right-wing proto-Nazi think tank. Um, if anybody from the Heritage Foundation is listening to me, you're probably not, but if you are, uh, screw you, come after me. I'm not taking any of that back. You guys are proto-Nazis, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, Wikipedia said uh, uh, that he's an American political philosopher. If you stretch the definition of philosopher a bit, I guess he might fit in there. And he opposes same-sex marriage, and he is very anti-trans. Okay, he wrote a book called, What is Marriage? Question mark. Man and Woman, colon, a defense. Okay. Now, that came out a few years ago, uh, back when uh, right-wingers were still railing against uh, same-sex marriage. Um, in 2015, uh, same-sex marriage became legal all over the country as a result of a Supreme Court decision. So, um, Religious groups and right-wing hate-filled Republicans are now concentrating on going after the trans community. Hmm. Okay, and okay, here's a quote from him. Uh, the purpose of marriage is procreation. Well, okay. Uh, well, first of all, I disagree with that. Uh, procreation is uh, an outgrowth of male-female marriage or same-sex couples can either adopt or in the case of two women in marriage, they one of them or both of them uh, can, uh, through um, in vitro fertilization, bear children. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Go for it. Um, there is no logical defense of uh, Ryan T. Anderson's statement, the purpose of marriage is procreation, although he's not the one that came up with that. There were uh, religious leaders, especially Catholics, uh, who um, agree with this, if not having said this. Uh, in so many words. Okay, enough of uh, right-wing trolls there. Okay, there's a, a website called Wokeness Checker. Uh, the founder of it is Victoria Manning, who is a, uh, uh, a Karen in Virginia Beach, um, and she's a school board member uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, and this is her quote. Oh, man, where do they get these people? Okay, quote. Uh, 
it has been brought to my attention that some by some parents uh, that there are some disturbing books in our district that are available to students. Toni Morrison's The Blue Eye is one, and then the book, uh, the actual uh, uh, illustrated, uh, I'm having a brain freeze on the correct word for this, uh, oh, comic novel, Jesus. Okay, anyway, I talked about it. Uh, Gender Queer is the name of it. Uh, graphic novels, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, by uh, Maya, uh, oh, I talked about it on last week's show. Maya Kobabe, that's how she pronounces her name. K-O-B-A-B-E. And I've got this on order for my local um, Copperfields bookstore. And uh, I, I guess it's in demand. There was an article about uh, Maya Kobabe in uh, our local newspaper uh, last week. Uh, she went to Petaluma High. She's 31 now and uh, got a, a Master's of Fine Art uh, from uh, San Francisco Art Academy, I believe, uh, something down there. Anyway, uh, okay, back to Wokeness Checker. Okay, the, these are the books that uh, Victoria Manning uh, thinks are disturbing. Uh, I think she would think anything by Toni Morrison would be disturbing, but uh, The Blue Eye, she mentioned specifically. Okay. Republican and MAGA head talking points for 2022, the election coming up. Brace yourselves for it because they're going to scream about all of these things. Hysteria about CRT, critical race theory, as if any Republican really knows what that is, um, I've I've went over that on a number of my shows. I'll uh, as the election uh, draws near in November, I will, you know, run down a little bit about it again in a future show. Mask wearing, well, and that's another uh, Republican screaming talk point. Uh, we we got to maintain our freedom and liberty. We don't have to wear no masks. Well, around here now, in fact, across the whole country, you'd better start doing that. Okay, trans rights. They're going to be screaming about that. And then disturbing books. Uh, they're going to be screaming about that and making issues of them. Okay, all right. Good news. All right. Finally, um, my listeners out there are saying, finally, he's going to get off his anti-Republican rant. Well, I'm not off it completely yet. Okay. Another sip of coffee. Ranting really dries your throat. Okay. Amy Schneider from Oakland. or uh, She wasn't born there, but she lives there now. Okay, she now holds the Jeopardy record for the most winnings for a woman. She was congratulated by the previous record holder, uh, Larissa Kelly, which had the, before Amy, uh, had won the most money. Um, I'm not sure when they say record holder, whether it's the most winnings or the most victories in a row. Not quite sure. I think uh, Larissa Kelly just won the most money up until Amy Schneider. Amy is well over a million dollars now. Okay, on Twitter, excuse me, on Twitter, transphobic users um, of Twitter claimed that transgender women are naturally better at trivia games than cisgender woman. Now, for those of you who don't know, cisgender means you are the gender of the sex you were born 
with. Okay, so in other words, I don't know, a natural woman, a lifelong woman, whatever, cisgender. Okay, there's no evidence for that. Of course, Republicans never need evidence for anything to mouth off about things. Um, so, okay, so they come to the conclusion that uh, so Schneider's wins aren't meaningful. Uh, shortly before Thanksgiving, Amy Schneider came on Jeopardy as a contestant with a uh, transgender uh, tricolor pin. I th think it's pink, white, and powder blue. I think those are the colors. But anyway, she was wearing that, and uh, she's not... Uh, it's the first time that... Uh, uh, when I first saw her on Jeopardy, and I'm not a steady watcher of that show, but the first time I uh, saw her, I thought, hmm, I wonder if she's uh, transgender. Well, she is, and she's proud of it, and rightly so. Haters are going to hate, while the transgender community uh, continues to break barriers and societal norms. Amy Schneider tweeted on December 31st of uh, this last year, uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, now this is a quote from her. I'd like to thank all the people who have taken the time during this busy holiday season to reach out and explain to me that actually I am a man. Every single one of you is the first person ever to make that very clever point which had never once before crossed my mind. Good for her. Good for her. Um, haters, meaning Republicans and the MAGA heads, just don't get subtle digs like that. They don't do subtle. Okay. Uh, let's see. Time check. Yeah, it's been about a half an hour. Okay, uh, a little bit about uh, transgender teens. Okay, one in 137 teenagers identify themselves as um, transgender, which translates to about 150,000 uh, of the age group, 13 to 15. Now, it's kind of hard to get uh, exact figures for numbers here, uh, Fox News is obsessed with trans student athletes, but can't provide evidence of a problem. Okay, um, there was one figure that I ran across researching this, that seven-tenths of one percent of youth ages 13 to 17 identify as transgender. Well, that doesn't exactly translate into 1 in 137, um, but the figure 150,000 uh, youth in that age group it came up again. Um, and then this was uh, the CDC statistics. Nearly 2%, I think it was actually 1.8% or 1.9%, of uh, high school students identified as uh, transgender. Okay, all right. Now, um, there are roughly 3,500,000 girls sports participants in the whole country. And the number of transgender uh, girls that are within this group are exceedingly small. Just, uh, well, I don't know exactly, but a handful, a small handful. Um, be, okay, before I go on to... Okay, uh, I'm going to elaborate a little bit on the next page here. I'm, my notes are out of order again. Okay, this is a quote from Dr. Daniel, Daniel Schumer at the University of Michigan, who is a specialist in transgender medicine. And he says, 
of, and he said this about a month ago, youth are rejecting this binary thinking and are asking adults to keep up with them. Okay, uh, back to uh, transgender girls in sports. Mm. In, okay, now this is about California. In the more than eight years since the California Interscholastic Federation, the CIF, uh, began allowing high school athletes to compete as the gender with which they identify, regardless of what gender they were assigned at birth, there has not been a single case in which a transgender female athlete has been dominant enough to stir um, protests. And it's usually the parents that do this anyway, um, right-wing, hysterical Republican parents. A few years ago, an L.A. high school uh, won a girls' state tennis championship. Okay, well, what's unusual about that? Well, nothing. But they had a transgender female on its roster. But she didn't get to play in the championship match because she wasn't one of the top 11 players on her team. Okay. Uh, so, you know, evangelical Christian jerks, all when they write about things like this, they always say, we don't want our girls having to compete against men, meaning transgender uh, women. They just refuse to accept the fact that there's any such thing as transgender kids. Okay. Uh, all right. From California over to Connecticut. And now I've talked about this one about five or six shows ago about this loss, lawsuit uh, brought against the uh, Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Committee, CIAC, whatever the last C stands for. Okay, Connecticut High School Track and Field Sports, uh, Selena Soule uh, is one of the three girls that brought a suit to um, eliminate the possibility of trans girls competing on girls' sports teams. Uh, a federal judge has dismissed the lawsuit uh, brought by three Connecticut uh, cis female, meaning uh, females since birth, uh, track athletes seeking, this is what their lawsuit was seeking, to bar trans females from competing in high school track and field. Okay, the two um, high school transgender females, uh, Andrea Yearwood and Terry Miller, uh, were very accomplished runners and uh, but by the time the lawsuit got adjudicated uh, they had already graduated um, as did Selena Soleil. Um, the suit sought to bar the CIAC from allowing transgender females to participate. Uh, okay and one of the uh, organizations that uh, sponsored this lawsuit was Alliance for Freedom. Okay, right-wingers and hate groups of the conservative bent are great at disguising the real purpose of their organizations. Now, who could be against an Alliance for Freedom? Well, that organization was founded in 1994 by 35 conservative evangelical ministers, ministerial leaders, and uh, Dr. James Dobson. Oh, God. Okay, and an upshot on this. Chelsea Mitchell, one of the three plaintiffs, you know, the, one of the three girls that brought the lawsuit, uh, 
at the final state championship track meet in back there in Connecticut, uh, beat Carrie Miller, uh, who is trans female, and finish. Uh, Terry Miller finished third in the track meet. So, um, a cis female beat a trans female. So, that kind of. Um, and this is track meet was held at New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, so, uh, that kind of. Uh, goes against the theory that uh, our girls need to be protected against um, trans females. Okay, uh, I wrote a note to myself on my next Midnight Skeptic show. I'm going to do a segment. I don't know how long it's going to be yet. I haven't written it, but I'm going to... Tell all you parents out there who might be listening to this uh, how to protect your child from growing up to be a Republican. Mm. And I'm serious about this. Uh, Republicans are just angry, hate-filled, miserable, horrible people. Uh, and especially the politicians. Uh, now, like I said before, got to say this again, uh, I have a few friends and a few relatives that are kind of hardcore Republicans in that realm. Otherwise, they're smart, you know, uh, well-thinking, uh, productive members of society. Uh, it's just when it comes to swallowing the Fox News Kool-Aid or being a member in good standing of the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag that they seem to deviate from what to me is compassionate, kind thinking. Okay, another sip of coffee here. Where are we? Literally or figuratively? Okay. There was an article that I cut out and meaning to talk about on this next uh, episode of the Midnight Skeptic. It's called uh, The Radical Normalcy of Trans Jeopardy Winner. Hmm. And, and they're talking about... Uh, Amy Schneider. Um, what is passing as normal? In late December, an Oakland, California engineering manager named Amy Schneider became the winningest woman in Jeopardy history. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm still not clear on whether winningest means money or uh, victories in a row. Getting a cramp in my hand from... Uh, uh, holding my notes too hard. Okay. Um, and then kept on winning. Last week, she became the first woman in the history of the game show to surpass $1 million in winnings during regular season play. Ms. Schneider tweeted in December that she felt, quote, proud, dazed, happy, numb, all of those things. Midway... No. Midway through her winning streak, Ms. Schneider began to talk publicly about her pride in another aspect of her identity. Quote, I am a trans woman and I'm proud of that fact, she posted on Twitter. But I'm a lot of other things, too. She asked her new followers to consider a holiday donation to charities that help trans folks in need including the Trans Lifeline and the Transgender Law Center. I would encourage uh, my listeners out there, if you have a few extra bucks lying around, to donate to these organizations and also to the Trevor Project, which uh, I've been sort of tangentially uh, involved with. I might... Uh, 
a volunteer to be a, 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 a crisis counselor for the Trevor Project. I'm still, uh, it doesn't take a lot of time. You have to commit to three hours per week. Well, I can do that. Uh, it's not going to take away from my blathering on, on this show or any of my shows. Uh, so I'm considering that. You have to go through a 10-week training period online. So anyway, uh, if you have a few bucks lying around, um, please donate to the, Tre to the Trevor Project or Transgender Law Center. Unfortunately, but unsurprisingly, uh, Ms. Schneider's trans pride awoke a crew of conservative pundits. I wonder why she uses that word. This is Jennifer Finney Boylan, a writer for New York Times. Okay, wait a minute. Jennifer Finney Boylan, a contributing opinion writer, is a professor of English at Barnard College. Okay, well, that's who she is. Anyway, why did she use the word pundit? To me, a pundit is somebody who's well-educated, uh, not just opinionated, but knows what they're talking about. It, it just can't be that uh, uh, conservative pundits know what they're talking about. If, if they did, they wouldn't uh, get their underwear all in a knot about CRT. All right. Okay, I'm off this article again here. Okay, conservative pundits who worked to chip away at her joy insisting she hadn't achieved the accomplishment of most consecutive victories by a woman. Okay, well, that's what she did. Okay, most consecutive victories by a woman. Their ugly quotes are hardly worth repeating, but the sum of it was the complaint that Ms. Schneider's remarkable achievements weren't a win for women, that, of course, is because they insist she is not a woman at all. What difference does it make? I, things that make a difference to the followers of the uh, orange sociopathic bloat bag, everything makes a difference. Everything is politicized. Uh, I'm going to be going into that next show uh, giving parents out there who might be listening to this stuff uh, on how to prevent your kids from growing up to be Republicans. All right. Okay. Like all dust-ups over trans success stories, this bloviating over a trans woman, trans woman winning one of America's longest-running game shows is not about Ms. Schneider herself, or the record she has set, it's not even really about women's rights or biology. It's about how terrifying some Americans find any shift toward inclusivity and tolerance. Two words that you'll never hear coming out of a Republican's mouth except to mock it. Okay, I'm off my article again. Hmm. It's about how terrifying some Americans, meaning MAGA heads, um, find any shift toward inclusivity and tolerance. It's about their unwillingness to accept the reality that it's actually not very radical to be trans anymore. What, after all, is more mainstream than Jeopardy? Hmm. Uh, to keep trans people on the margins of society, uh, living in some sort of a gender netherworld, is to assert that trans Americans aren't America. It is okay only if gender variance stays in the realms of uh, performance and satire. Uh, a laugh line on a sitcom someone acting like a clown. Remember that time Rudy Giuliani appeared in drag as Rudia at a charity dinner? All in good fun. Yes, I am aware that drag 
is actually an art form that has provided an outlet and a lifeline for many, many LGBT people. Okay, um, that's, there's more to this article. Uh, if you happen to uh, see this article or see um, the New York Times, uh, this article, okay, enough of that. Um, yeah, I would encourage you to read it, and uh, I would encourage all my listeners out there, and I know you're all intelligent enough to just uh, not fear or get upset about LGBTQ issues. So with that, I'm going to play my out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, I'm at uh, 58 minutes, uh, almost exactly. I'm a few seconds before that, but... uh, uh, KPCALP 103.3 FM uh, needs to get in its announcements too. So um, the YouTube people will see this until I stop blathering here. So uh, I will uh, wish you good luck, stay happy, pet your cats, and uh, okay, the next. Uh, The next Midnight Skeptic will be broadcast radio and worldwide on the 23rd, Sunday the 23rd. And uh, it'll be recorded sometime around the 20th. But uh, enjoy your three-day weekend coming up on uh, Martin Luther King uh, Day. And also, it's a full moon that day, as I see on my calendar here. So, until next week, goodbye everybody. Uh, think logically, uh, think scientifically, sip a little wine, and pet your cats. <laughs>